well, I get to put all that behind me and start Star Trek time. Yeah, buddy. Let me go grab some water real quick, uh, and then I'm ready to start. I hope you're ready to watch some trailers. I am excited to watch some trailers. JJ, it's Star Trek time. Beam me up, Andrew. Actually, actually, kind of feels like it should always be Star Trek time. It does feel like that. Especially after watching Lower Decks. Yes. Why can't Star Trek be like this all the time? <laughs> I don't know. Gosh, man. Uh, it's just... What a delightful show. Uh, welcome to Subspace Transmissions. For those of you joining us, JJ and I sit down and realize that... Uh, we love Star Trek and like we talk a lot about Star Wars in modern times. Um, but in true, we were gamers fashion. We also, you know, have to, uh, go for the less, less popular motive. You know, I also want to say that when we started this, there was not as much Star Trek to talk about as there is now. In fact, that is one of the reasons I think we started. It was like, you know, we don't get to talk about Star Trek. So let's force ourselves to like watch some old Star Trek and, we started off watching some old episodes, and we I think Discovery had just started maybe when we had started this. Yeah, I think that's right. Because um, we've been doing this for over two years, I think. Uh, and Discovery okay, so had just Discovery started or ended. Like a year, year old, yeah. Season yeah. one may have just ended. I was like, man, maybe we should get back into talking about Star Trek. And, and now there's so much Star Trek all of a sudden. It's a lot of Star Trek. Although a lot of it is in the, uh, what I have newly dubbed based on the last subspace transmission, the Kurtzman verse. Yeah. Yeah. Not wrong. Uh, and so that has led to a few struggles, I think, especially in the wider population, uh, of popularity. I think we can stomach it enough because we like Star Trek enough to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I but think it it's has, a. It hasn't excelled, not, maybe. Yeah, not ideal, but better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. Star Trek enough. Yeah, Lower Decks, however, is not Star Trek enough. It is Star Trek to Warp Eleven. <laughs> they, whom whomever is in that writer's room, knows what they are doing, and thank you. <laughs> they are whoever it is, and I'm sure it's a group of people because shows like this never get written by just one person, but it is just clearly a group of huge Star Trek nerds like us yeah, who are just like I just can't Kimba believe his arms wide, you know? <laughs> I just can't believe the guy that made Rick and Morty was this big of a Star Trek nerd and like it took making Rick and Morty to get out there and make something this good. Yeah. You know? But yeah. he's got two it's, shows now. I think he has that Solar Opposites show on Hulu also. Is the is the Rick and Morty guy part of the team making Mike, Lower Deck? Mike, Ma- Ma- Mike Ma- McMahon. I don't know how you say his name, and I, I apologize for that. But yeah, he's he's one of the 
writers and producers on Rick and Morty. I don't think he... Maybe he created it. Yeah, um, uh, I think the maybe he's just a writer and producer from there. The voice actor is one of the creators I know. Oh, I well, know. then definitely not. Yeah, he's not one of the voice actors. Um. Oh yeah, he's an EP from season four on. So I think he helped start it in so much as being a producer and writer, but now is one of the EPs. So got it. Uh. Yeah. Oh, he won an Emmy for for Pickle Rick. So mm. I yeah, see. You know. Uh huh. Oh boy. <laughs> well then. Well, look, he's clearly a gigantic Star Trek nerd. Uh yes. and his writers room that he has assembled of which I think in the past we have shouted out many of them uh as quality episodes and said who the writers were, but uh fantastic also Star Trek nerds. Yes. So much as they remember something you know, that they want to use, they clearly go research it and then use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Mugatos. They... Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and they just pick the choicest, silliest things in the history because there's so much. Yeah. All the original series stuff is also goofy. All, even a lot of the TNG stuff is super goofy. And just like, oh, they pick the silliest stuff to go back and just make little jokes out of yeah it is wonderful it is a good i would i would have been very happy if they had slapped this into like a 55 year celebration and made this kind of like bigger Mm -hmm. as the you know star trek's 55 years old man i know crazy crazy uh do you want to do you want to go through the the episodes that we just saw the first six of this season sure and, uh, yeah just shout out some stuff we i don't know that we there's like it's not like a discovery thing where there's a huge plot i mean there is an art somewhat underlying plot of the characters wanting to advance from the lower decks but not really getting there so <laughs> i yeah. don't there's not really like a ton maybe uh to talk about about in terms of plot stuff but each episode has just like a plethora of of great stuff and it's more than halfway through because i think it's only 10 episodes long this year because of the shortened shortened season and i think the first season was 10 episodes too so yeah maybe that's just their number maybe they just aren't gonna increase it or whatever yeah okay i'm fine with that i mean these they're tight all the episodes are tight the seasons are tight I will say I love that they decided to do 30 minutes here and not attempt to do an hour or something slightly longer or whatever. And so, you know, the 25 minute or whatever show yeah. is all this format needs and it's, it is good. It is. Yeah. Don't, don't extend it. <laughs> no. Um, I love that they reopened the season with uh, not having reset anything. So Boimler starts on the Titan and we have Will Riker and we have, yep. The Cerritos. Like every shot you get of Boimler in these first few episodes <laughs> is just screaming. like screaming. It's Riker says like engage or let's go or whatever, and then Boimler's like ah. Yeah, I <laughs> think the first the, the first episode he's like Boimler attack pattern Delta. He's like okay, he's just screaming. <laughs> yep, and it's just like always red alert on the Titan, uh, always stuff blowing up. It's just like. <laughs> 
but we'll get to the second episode where it's literally almost all about the titan but the first one's really good where you're like boimler's not here he's not they're not showing him obviously he's still in the show jack quaid still gets like top billing but Mm -hmm. like what what are they doing with him oh he's still on the titan good good revelation so the first one was um when they went to second contact a planet and uh mariners doing side missions to help her and her mom get along which is actually making them not get along because remember at the end of last season like mariner and her mom sort of shook hands yeah and were like i will stop constantly undermining you if you let me in on your little like secret missions and stuff that she because all throughout the first season right she'd been doing stuff like you know the good work of starfleet quote unquote but like breaking the rules and, and messing it up going, usually and, and yeah and like going against what her mother said to do as the captain and right. all this stuff and so then at the end of that season they sort of shook hands it's like all right i'll let i'll like sanction your little side missions sometimes and you help me like by actually following the rules sometimes and and you know this was their attempt to be like hey look we're getting along yay except they're both miserable <laughs> it clearly has not gone well yeah and uh and so this was kind of like the straw that breaks the camel's back, I guess, in terms of Mariner's side mission this time is she decides she wants to clean. Right. There's so the much buildings. smog or, di- or dirt or whatever in this. Yeah. There has so she, yeah. all the planet, all the buildings were covered from their industrial age that they never cleaned up. And she cleans a building and it immediately gives ransom superpowers. The strange energies. Yes, strange energies has returned. Uh, yes. Ransom basically goes insane. He turns into like the god creature from Star Trek Five, and his head splits from his body. And yep, it's crazy. It's great. Uh, there are so many dumb, funny parts in this, as like a head floating Ransom yelling at the ship. Like yeah. they're talking, like they open a channel to the head, <laughs> like talk to him, and he's like, "No, I want there." Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, captain, the captain is like, "Oh no, ransom, you're you're so great, you're you're good. You're there's no reason you need to." You know, he's getting all pissed off that Mariner's getting more attention than him. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Uh, and then she just kicks him in square in the nuts and he loses his powers <laughs> yep sometimes you know you just need to get gotta get taken down a peg there's there, there's certainly a metaphor there uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah and then, like we said the, there's a little bit of the titan and thrown in there too it's, it's a nice little opening episode it has my favorite uh throwaway uh characters that are nobody's thinking about i guess or you know like lower lower decks uh, mm-hmm. when I think Mariner's talking to some other people on the ship and they're like, yeah, we got to get back to cetacean ops. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, there's now cetacean ops. They have a whole ops section just developed for the whales. Yeah, man. Hey, and it, and it comes back, I think in episode five or six and they're talking about like, Oh yeah. The whale blah, blah, blah. We have to go do the whale, this, that, and the other thing. And there's like, okay. So it's now canon that like the whales are sentient on all planets. Well, I mean, you know, Star Trek six or, or four, know, four, right? Yeah. Yeah, save, save the whales. I know. Um, it's great. I love, I, I love that. It's so just like yet. a sub running theme that, that whales are going to be everywhere. Yep. Uh, episode two has a great title. JJ, 
Kayshawn, his eyes open. Yes. Ah. Oh. And they so introduced... They... Uh, is he a lieutenant? What's his rank? Uh, lieutenant, yes. He's a yeah. new lieutenant on the ship. Uh, the yeah. new chief of security, somehow. I thought that was Shax, though. Well, Shax is dead at, at this point. But he's not later. Right. I wrote that down really? to ask you, what do you think Shax does now that he's not the head of security? I don't know. I think he's still the head of security. You see him on the bridge. Yeah. Well, he sits down in the captain's chair, so maybe he's like a third shift guy now i don't know i don't know it's very unclear what anyway he's head of security in this episode episode. yeah so kayshawn is head of security in this episode uh he is uh uh uh, what's the name of their race um oh oh, jeez. i just just, (laughs) i'm about to say darmok but that's wrong (laughs) that's absolutely wrong but like um tendy he's the first um Mm -hmm. he's the first god i'm trying to remember Tamarian. Thank you. There we go. Yes, Tamarian is right. He's the first Tamarian in Starfleet. And uh, he has learned to speak outside of the Tamarian way. If people remember Darmok and Jalad and how the Tamarians and that speak only in uh, metaphor. Yeah. 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 Storytelling sort of deal. Mm-hmm. We did an episode on that in we did. this podcast if you want to go listen to it. Um. so uh, interestingly I wonder if Kayshawn goes home ever and he starts to talk to his people they're like oh this like makes more sense the way you're doing it and they start to lose that as a people (laughs) (laughs) he's the catalyst to like you know it's like man it's way easier to fix our ship yeah (laughs) when you just say grab that we talked about that during our yeah we still we still but now yeah. What words do you use to like, like, engineering? Like, how do you engineer by metaphor? Yeah, well, so that's the you know, like, and how do you captain by metaphor, right? Like, cool. if yeah. you're on a Federation starship, we we did this discussion. People should go listen to it. But if you're yeah, on a Federation, go, go to it, yeah. Federation starship, you yell shields. You just yell shields, and someone knows. Oh, we, okay, yeah, let's do it. But like, you know, you'd have to be like JJ, his shield in front. Right, it's like, uh, meanwhile, we were shot seven times. By the time I got it, said his shield, you know? Yeah. Uh, So Kayshawn has learned to sometimes not speak in metaphor, but other times he does. And when he does, it's almost always ones that we've heard from the Darmok episode. Yes, Um, and it used to great comedic effect most of the times. Yes. It, ah, very good. Yeah. And so this episode is like they find this collector or the collector dies is that what happens a a collector's guild uh person has died and the collector's guild wants them to clear all the weapons out of the ship right the dangerous stuff supposedly right right um but one of the collector's guild people tries to steal stuff from the collection that is not marked for removal by the federation and sets off booby traps throughout the ship which then cause mariner man manhaver the the what's his name it's evan i think it is the Uh, other um yellow shirted security guy right uh yeah i don't know really what his i guess he's security but he tries to show up and like take boimler's place right jet his name is jet Jet. yeah 
uh, and Tendi and Rutherford all get this job with Kayshawn, who is immediately turned into a plush doll. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> by some technology somewhere, and uh, they can't get along. But I think the main story in this one that I actually really like is Boimler's story on the Titan, mm-hmm. uh, where you get to meet some of the other Titan crew that are all like Riker. Uh, uh, roadies or whatever. In the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the like the bridge crew of the Titan are all just people like fawning over Riker, basically. And they just are like they've gotten so adrenaline junky that they can't not try to fight their way out of a scenario when they should have just talked their way out. Yeah, you know, like Riker fight his way out. Yeah, let's do it. And it's Boimler. Boimler gets stuck like, in the middle of that. The meeting room on the Titan is that this episode where they're yes. in the they're in the meeting room and they're like Boimler is frantically taking notes, like trying to keep up with all the like references to battles and stuff that they've done. Yeah. Yep. Remember when we did this and he's like writing stuff down. He's like, you don't need to write that down. And then he writes it down. He writes down. You don't need to write it down. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, so it, Boimler gives a great speech where they all realize they got into uh, Starfleet to like study botany and all these other things instead of just shooting mm-hmm. aliens. Um, and then saves them all and accidentally gets transporter cloned. Yes. Uh, much like Riker did. And so now we have William Boimler and Brad Boimler. Yes. And, and the, uh, the greatest part of it is you know, Riker is now talk or at the, is talking to both of them, right? And is like, yes, but we can't keep both of you on the Titan. And Starfleet prevents us from keeping both of you on the Titan because this has happened right. so many times. There's now a regulation against it. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Riker's like, I would love to keep both of you because you're I both love, so great. I love that when they beam him up and they figure out it's a clone, he goes transporter clone classic. <laughs> Like only Riker could get make me laugh with that line. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, classic. Like, oh my god. Uh, oh. And the and then you know the the transporter clone. And so then you know they it's like, well, I'm going to need to volunteer one of you to go back you know, to yeah. the Cerritos. Hey, you guys, you guys need to decide. And so then you know the they both look at each other. Like you know, do the thing. We're like, oh, we're both gonna say, yeah, the knowing me or whatever. Yep. And then only Brad Boindler steps forward, (laughs) and he's like, "Wait, what? I thought we were both gonna do it." He's like, "No, man, I'm glad you did this. Great, (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) See you later. I want to serve on the Titan." Yeah, and then you see, like, as as uh, Brad is leaving, uh, William Boindler is in there. Like chatting with Riker with his leg up on the <laughs> seat and like He's getting cocktails. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're talking about music. It's pretty funny. Oh. Uh, the next one is We'll Always Have Tom Paris, which is a great Another, another just great so one. good. Yeah. Uh, this is where Shax returns and uh, where they tell you the the thesis of the show again and they kind of get back to it, which is. We're not going to follow the bridge crew every minute of every day. You're not going to know everything that happens on the ship. You're only going to know what our characters know. And so and they keep trying to ask Shax how he comes back. It's just like the... What is it? Uh, it's... Uh, what's the... Shoot. What's the engineering officer? Oh, Rutherford? Yeah, Rutherford. Rutherford. Thank you. Oh, God. I don't know why my brain... There's Rutherford a lot of characters. Like- I mean, they do a good job saying the name. Unlike freaking Discovery... 
where you're like, what is this person's name? I've never heard it ever. Please. They mm-hmm. do a good job saying the names, but they, they run through. They they have a large crew that they use mm-hmm. on this ship because they can because it's just voice acting. Right. Um, And they introduce new characters every episode. So it's just yeah, tough to, to keep. That's the part that I'm. I keep like getting confused. Like I, if you're going to ask me to name any of the new characters they introduce in this, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But especially like sure. the, the red shirts crew and all that. They all have names, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't couldn't even tell you a single member of the red shirts crew. Yeah. Uh, but here we have Rutherford is like get, working up the courage. You know, they, they discuss like, Oh, it's, you're not supposed to ask what happens. And when they come back or whatever, and all the other lower deck guys, like, Mariner yeah, and don't Tindy ask, and, man. Boimler all just like, why would you ask? Who cares? It's just something dumb. It's probably a transport. It happens all the time. Who cares? It happens all the time. They always come back to life. No big deal. And <laughs> and Rutherford's like, no, I, I have to know science. Ah, and he's like working up the courage to ask Shax, and then like someone else, one of the other engineers, yeah. no, he doesn't even ask. Blurts it out. He's like, hey, it's Shax. Aren't you dead? It's like the look on Shax's face. It's just he like starts oh, crying. No! I'm crushed. <laughs> and the engineering guy—they're like whispering in the corner about the visions he's having and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Pretty, pretty great. Eventually, uh, Rutherford corners him in the the turbo, the turbo lift, lift and gets his answer. And the answer from Shax is: "We don't want you to ask, and we don't tell you because it's terrifying to know." <laughs> Have you heard like, about the Black Mountain? <laughs> he starts on like some Cthulhu, like cosmic yeah. horror stuff. Where it's yeah. like, you know the, the, you know the Yellow King and the the deep madness of space yeah, and all that. Pretty good. Stuff. You have to fight your way past the gates of hell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. Um, this episode is also the one where Boimler has to fight the ship, which is pretty funny because mm-hmm. um, he won't get help from anyone. And the Tendi yes. and, and Mariner mission, which uh, yeah. you finally learn that Tendi's first name is Devana. I think maybe we heard that one time. Right. Um, and that she has a cousin named Daani. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that she and Mariner aren't very good friends, actually. It was, you know, it was fun because I I had been thinking uh, during last season that, you know, it's it, they don't often pair the two female characters and the two male characters together. And in fact, they didn't even do that here. Right. It's not like Rutherford and Boimler were together. Yeah. Yeah. It was Beck. It was Mariner and Tendi who I didn't like thinking back to the first season. I don't think there had been an episode where it was the two of them together. So it makes sense that Tendi is pissed that like Mariner doesn't actually know her very well because they never spend any time together in the show. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe off camera or whatever, but I was worried when this episode started and that was the thing that it was going to be a bad attempt to like make sure the show passes the Bechdel test. Mm. And uh, it actually ended up being kind of a commentary about like making sure that female characters have something to do, you know? Right. Um, Especially when she gets onto Orion and, you know, they're, they're screaming at each other about basically like meta storytelling. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it ended up being really good. It, you know, you learn that, like, what was Tendi's pirate name? Oh, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> and she's like, don't tell anyone this. It's really embarrassing. What was it? The the White Star? What was it? it? 
the queen of white queen of white fire or stars or something yeah oh man i can't remember it was really good though i think it was the queen of the white stars or something like that yeah that sounds about right yeah she's just like shut up and do this for me (laughs) like (laughs) bossing her cousin or whoever it is around oh so good she kicks him like punches him in the stomach yeah (laughs) yeah she's just like shut up and do this and he's like oh okay sorry yeah pretty good uh, also uh tom paris is in the actual show uh for like you know 30 seconds and the act it's i think it's the actual tom paris right yes yes yeah. the boimler holding around that plate of tom paris the entire time <laughs> uses the plate to like bridge an arcing gap he grabs a plate while it's like super heated it's pretty good I'm glad. See, that's like the other thing that people that are not um, into Star Trek, I don't think, will will remember. But like, there was a huge plate thing for a long time with Star Trek. Like, okay, I even had Star Trek plates. Oh, interesting. I I definitely never did. But also, gave me. I didn't buy them. People gave them to me. But yeah, I think it was just like a thing for a long time. I think they did it with everything. I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if they did it with everything, but like it was a big big thing um for for Star Trek for a long time. I mean, I I think they still do it actually. But of course, once you start collecting something, you can't stop, right? Yeah. I'm I don't know. Maybe it's the first time that we found out her name is Devana, but well, yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't know that you uh Dude, I don't, I don't know why my computer makes noise every time I try to search something. It's really annoying. I wish I could turn that off. Somebody tell me how to turn that off. What noise? Where are you clicking? Like if I if like command F on a page because I want to try and remember her Orion Syndicate name because it was really funny at the time, but now I can't remember it because that was three episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, but it was like Queen of the White Stars, I think it was. But uh, anyway, anytime I like command F and it doesn't find it, it goes bling. I'm like, I don't need to know. It got a little red line. It shows me it's not there. Anyway. Uh, Mugato. Gutumba. How many different names did they come with for Mugatos, Mugutus, Gumatos? 70, I think. And it's just like. The Shacks alone says four of them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, Denobulans, right off the bat, I loved that little reference of like, hey, look, Denobulans are around. You haven't seen them since Enterprise, but they're still here. Yeah, because, like, of course they would be, right? Yep. Um, This episode's great because Mariner starts a rumor that she's a Section 31 operative. (laughs) So good. (laughs) The bartender is, like, the most gullible person on the ship, apparently. Uh, I, I I love by the end when they're still they're like if you don't want to be a bartender don't work in the bar yeah <laughs> it's the one guy is like still Stop. waiting on that drink or Please whatever that he was missing give me at the my drink um so she starts a she uses the bartender start a section thirty one rumor about herself which send Boimler and Rutherford over the edge uh. Right. But by like, the end, they they figure it out that she's not, or at least uh, they assume she's not by the end. <laughs> and uh, using their skills as ultra game nerds, which they show them playing a game earlier. The uh, game is called Diplomacy or something? No, it's not Diplomacy. What is it called? There's a You see the shot of the box for a second. Uh-huh. 
anyway, it's like diplomacy or negotiations or something. And the, the, like their game playing or whatever, like they're playing at the table, you know, in the, in the lounge. And the conclusion of the game is they both like shake hands on a deal and are like, I'm slightly disappointed. That's how you, it's like, <laughs> yay, that's how we know we won. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's nobody's happy. Diplomath is the name of Diplomath. it. Diplomath. I found you. a I picture was- of the box. It was Diplo something, and I thought it was, it was Diplo yeah. math because you have to like they have to present charts and like put they have to put all these squares onto squares so that they're allowed to present other mathematics and stuff like that. So right, it's yeah. uh you know um it's a pretty funny little like reference to board gaming in general I think, and they use that at the end to convince Ferengi Mugato horn traders that they should instead be conservationists because they'll make hundred and fifty percent more money. And the Ferengi are like, hard to argue with that. Charts, these charts check out. He's right. We make more money doing this. We're conservationists now. Uh, uh, like, pretty good. So good. It's like me, like Mariner and uh, is like standing there and is like, oh my God. They're going to do it. They're going to negotiate us out of here using their brains. Oh no. Yep. Shax um, is like, what's going on? Yeah. Shax is like, I get why. Uh, is this the like first explicit uh, sex that we have seen in this show? Because those Mugatu just like do you see it? I'm, I mean, as much as you can see in a cartoon with apes, I think, and that isn't rated like something bad. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't remember there being like explicit boning in any of the other. Yeah, this one's. This I mean, this one oh. has the whole like the other Mugatu shows up and starts rubbing its horn and like. Oh, it's like very. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's very strange. It's very strange to spend a whole episode doing watching some stuff that was in the original series, uh, uh an animal that got phasered twice. <laughs> like yeah, you know, like, yeah. now we're getting a whole episode of it and like. But, like, this is why, part of why I love the show is they go back and pick that random stuff. They're like, oh, this random creature got phasered by Kirk on this episode of the original series, and we never Twice. talked about it again. <laughs> We're going to go back and do one of these. <laughs> yep. All about these guys. Yep. It's it's great. I mean, yeah, it's great. Uh, not from the original series, just I think because they wanted to have Richard Kind vo- voice somebody in this show. We get mm-hmm. duplers. Yes. Uh, which duplicate when they're humiliated and unduplicate when they're angry. Yeah. You don't know the second part, though. No. It's just the until the very end. But the, yes. the whole conceit is that they're trying to keep this dupler diplomat happy because they duplicate when they get embarrassed. And so they're just constantly <laughs> like, like praising like, him and telling him. I like at the beginning when he drops so his nice. fork, he drops his fork and Ransom throws his fork over his shoulder. <laughs> it's like one of those like, oh no, I have to like make him feel at home. Throws my fork. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, that whole episode is really, really good. Uh, there's also the, the second plot of... Uh, the you know besides trying to contain the like exponentially duplicating duplers, is uh, Mariner and Boimler are going to go to this like secret star or a secret Starfleet party as Boimler's for, transporter for, clone for Luna class and above, right? 
So California class people are not allowed to go. Right. And Which the, to me is like, really? Isn't it just a captain's party for like all the captains? You know, I don't, I don't know. Eh. Yeah. It's a good conceit and it's yeah. funny. And uh, apparently Constellation class was not invited because Kirk and Spock couldn't get into the party either. Right, you get the like the scene at the washout yeah. bar or whatever, and like Kirk yeah. and Spock are. I mean, this is an episode a lot. It's a, this is a character development episode. Not actually, other than the huge car chase where they destroy the entire space station. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not a lot actually really happens in this one. Tendi and Rutherford have their their character development problems. Mariner and Boiler Boimler have their character development. Um, the captain has a little bit of character development. Mm-hmm. It's that's I, about it. It's really not a whole lot. It's a great episode, man. I, I think it's great. I, I just because it's character development doesn't mean it's not good. I just think that like right. if you're going through the plot, there's not much to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The this I really liked the Dupler one. Uh, one of my favorite ones from this season. I think. I think. Thus far, I guess. Yeah, if I had to mentioned. like pick my favorite from the season so far, I think the Mugato one just made me laugh relatively regularly. It uh, was extremely because funny. it was. It was just very. Shax is back. They're making a lot of jokes. Duplers, Duplers was the reason I liked this show, is because I may not have laughed out loud like I did. I think when Kayshawn during the next during the spy one made some mm-hmm. jokes, and I laughed like literally out loud, and my spouse stared at me like I was crazy because it was like uh, inside Star Trek jokes. The, you know, no, there was so. Oh my god, we'll talk about it in a second when we get to the next one. There's uh, so many fun. Like, so that that's one reason I love the shows because I can see stuff and laugh out loud, like literally out loud. Um, Mugatu was another one that does that. But the real reason to love, I think, Lower Decks is because of episodes like Dupler, um, mm. where you just smile the whole time. I was just going to say, I believe I was smiling the entire time, a- and. It gave me the feeling like when I came back to watch. Um, so I watched like the last three or four episodes over the course of like a week or two weeks here because I'd fallen way behind. I just like I had I would open up the app and be like, oh, this is great. I have a big smile on my face. I get to watch some lower decks. All right. You know, I just had like this great feeling going in and watching them because I knew it was going to be fun. I knew I was going to have a good time. Yeah. And even an episode that they decide is this type of episode ends up making you smile the whole time. That's mm-hmm. all. That's what I was saying. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Boimler and Mariner put their initials into the bar top that Kirk and Spock did. And, uh, Boimler is now forever Mariner's number one. Yep. <laughs> the captain said, I was here. I saw it. I was here. I saw it. Your name came second. It's like, Oh man. Oh my God. Uh, pretty good. So the last one that, uh, is out now spy As a- humongous. As our rec- as of this recording, as of this, this recording, yeah, where the uh, the packleds attempt to trick who they think is oh my gosh, Windows, Jane, Jane Way, yeah, they think it's so. The first time we see the packleds, they think they've cornered the Enterprise, and then when Riker shows up, it's, to be clear, they think they've cornered the Enterprise. It's the Cerritos, yeah, and then <laughs> and then the, the Riker shows up in the Titan. They think that's the Enterprise. And now they think that this is the Voyager and they've gotten Janeway. <laughs> yep. It's pretty good. Um, 
Although I guess in the timeline, would Janeway be an admiral already? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? It's... <laughs> she would have returned, so yeah, she might be an ab- admiral by now. Yeah. Anyway, the... Uh, and so the, the pack leads... And so the entire time is Captain Freeman attempting to negotiate the ceasefire. <laughs> uh, and just like constantly being told by whomever is in charge that they need to find the person with the bigger hat. Bigger helmet. Yeah, my helmet's not big enough for that. It's like I can't make that decision. Oh, my helmet's God. not big enough. Okay. She's just like, ah. Oh. You see like her... Freeman and Ransom are just both down there being like, oh. But the, they're, the Packleds are pretending to be mad because a Packled has, quote unquote, requested asylum aboard their ship, but is right. very clearly a spy. Oh, yeah. It's just like, not even. Can I see the transporter room? Can I see the warp core? Give me your coats. Yeah. yeah. And uh, was it the doctor? And Ransom are leading leading the. No, it's uh, Kayshawn. Is Kayshawn oh, right? Kayshawn and Ransom. Yeah, Kayshawn and Ransom are are leading the doctor are leading the packlet around, uh, making some very good jokes about yes. uh, the Tal Shiar and other things of that nature. We're, we're not exactly dealing with the Tal Shiar here, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, they take him to the gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he accidentally airlocks himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, they, they like lose him at one point, and they're like searching all around frantically. And we lo- we come back to them later, and you just see them like, oh, gosh, he's just floating out the window. <laughs> yeah, they have to like good. take him to sick bay and revive him. Pretty good. You hear um, later at the end, Shaq's telling uh, one of the lower deckers to go clean up airlock whatever something unspeakable was done in there. <laughs> <laughs> that guy gets what he deserved. Um yeah. uh it also is the trash day episode. Yes. Where uh, anomaly cleanup anomaly cleanup detail or something? Yeah, has to happen. Uh and Tendi volunteers the lower decks crew to clean it up, which Boimler's very excited about, but he gets talked into joining the quote unquote red shirts. Great name. <laughs> <laughs> who have who have uh, dedicated themselves to getting promoted. Right. They're like, hey, we have an opening because one of our friends in this group got promoted. You want in, Boimler? And he's like, uh, yeah. Turns out they only want him in the group so they can hear everything they can ever know about Riker. About Riker. <laughs> oh. What would Riker do? What would Riker do? What would Riker do? How would Riker do his hair? <laughs> they give him a scene. makeover. Yeah, they give him a makeover. And then they, like go practice inspirational speeches yeah in the, the in not in the holiday oh well maybe in a holiday no, on the but, stage but they do the stage from uh from, Enter- from enterprise from tng, from TNG. Yeah. yeah i thought that was really funny and then when he pictures himself on the bridge it's the enterprise d yep it is it's so good that whole scene is like one of my favorite parts of this episode oh, boimler is just like he starts bringing himself back he's like what would riker say and he's like he literally himself. gives a, a riker speech yep Oh, oh man, good. it's so good. And uh so the Paglet storyline goes on. Eventually Tendi gets uh n- not into the mood that she was in before. She gets upset about cleanup day and turns into a giant scorpion. Yeah, um, anomaly. Yeah, cuz anomaly. After all the other anomaly jokes, uh, there are some very good ones like the screaming 
yes the what was it the screaming slug yeah and the nanobots from yep. uh from discovery and like a lot of good stuff uh in there in the anomaly cleanup stuff um she turns into scorpion boimler has to choose between standing there and giving a speech and actually helping and the great part is that like you know all these guys talking about like how to do leadership and how to all this stuff and then something actually happens where they need to do something one of them steps up to give the inspirational speech and like you can see all the crew members eyes glaze over they're like oh wow and then the second one steps up to give a speech and they the all start one, talking and, over each other and everyone's like what the hell they're all <laughs> talking over each other with their own speeches while boimler just runs in and he uh he realizes that it's a squ- the cube and so he like immediately knows how to solve the problem to try and make Tendi laugh. He just starts smashing food all over himself. Uh, yeah, which like, the red shirts think phys- is despicable. Starts a physical comedy routine yeah. by getting all of the transporters to give him like hilarious food items that he slips on and falls or whatever. I finally noticed that they had been building to this joke uh, to this day. Have you noticed that whenever they give um, orders to the replicator? They always say what temperature they want. Uh, they had been saying that. Yeah, but they've gotten more and more specific. And so while he's giving orders for things, he's he at one point he's like, um, he's ordering the birthday cake. He says birthday cake candles lit various temperatures. <laughs> and so like he keeps as he's giving orders through this this scene, he keeps keeps giving the heat things but like but like way way more specific it's really funny that they've been building this joke up to be part of this scene where he orders tons of food all at the same time and eventually gets the replicator to just spew out a giant pile of food onto him which you know causes tendy's uh emotional armor armor, right to break down and so she's back She's no longer a scorpion, uh, which gets Ransom to praise Boimler in front of the red shirts, which breaks up the red shirts. Yes. So good. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, They find (laughs) two things at the end of this that are really funny. One, they find the uh, thing that allows them to broadcast their voice to any planet in the galaxy. (laughs) I was laughing so hard. (laughs) So they use it to torture Armas. The... (laughs) The uh, the sludge that the, killed um, the skin of evil, uh, the uh, skin of evil, yeah, the one that uh, um, uh, t- killed Tasha Yar. We're t- we're touching your stuff. Oh, where are I am? <laughs> oh man, oh, this is my domain, domain of junk. Pretty good. Uh, and then the other one is I don't know if you heard it, but uh, the pa- oh, so the pack led spy goes back. And they're like, okay, look, we returned the him to you. And they're like, oh, we tricked you. I'm so good. I didn't even give away our plan. Oh, really? What plan didn't you give away? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they say that they're going to send Vitruvian ore to Earth. They're going to smuggle it into Earth and blow up Earth. Uh, they talked about Vitruvian ore in the second episode of this season. They found it in the, the collector's ship. Oh. So... I don't know if that's a Vitruvian. I'm no, I don't remember Vitruvian ore from Star Trek. Yeah, that's not. I don't have a memory of that. I mean, being a thing. The, the Vitruvian Man is a like reference to Leonardo da Vinci's 
work or painting or whatever that is. Yeah. But I don't recall that as a space thing from Star Trek. I don't I don't either. I mean Vitruvian they used they Vitruvian man in Enterprise. It was in the opening to Enterprise for sure. Yeah. But I don't Maybe even the opening to Discovery too. I don't know. I don't know if it's even spelled the same, you know. Who knows? It, maybe it's something that will show up later in the lower deck season. We're not done uh, yet. Maybe it's not Vitruvian. Maybe it's something else. Maybe I'm remembering the wrong name. I'll look it uh, up. Veruvian. Yeah. There we go. Veru Trekcore.com to the rescue. Veruvian or Okay. I remember I my head said Vitruvian because that's a word that I know. Veruvian, I don't remember at all. Don't remember Veruvian either, so it's okay. Uh, yeah, this was also a, a oh, and the the kicker at the end is the like auxiliary bridge job or whatever the job that the red shirts had been like. Oh yeah, when uh, Captain Freeman gives him the bridge, the red shirt guy that was like, "I want to be the uh, stand-in captain between shifts or whatever." And Ransom's like, yeah, sure. And you see Freeman leave the bridge. And he's like, he goes to sit in the chair and his eyes are all wide. And it's about four seconds. His and then butt hits the chair. In. And Shax walks in. Next duty. All right, get off the get off the chair. What are you doing? Go clean up the airlock. Yeah, go clean up the airlock. That pack lid did something nasty in there. Which should have been so, blown out into space in theory. But who knows, man? Yeah. Uh, Lower Decks is great. Uh, I think it is. I think it's really good. I, I, you know what? I'm going to shout out because they, they have saved some info before. Uh, TrekCore.com hmm. um, has recaps of the episodes. They put at the bottom of the recaps tributes and connections and observations. Oh, I'm going to go look at this right now because that's... Um, they don't they don't catch them all. So sometimes like characters will say side stuff. Like I think Kayshawn made some some jokes about Star Trek episodes in this one that they don't have in here, but they do catch a good amount of them. You know. Uh, you know, no one is perfect because there's so many. Like it, Well, and how many can how many times are you going to watch an episode to catch every single one? You know, it's it's not right. it's not feasible, especially for I would assume a fan-made thing. Um you know, Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, you know things that I forgot are in these canon connections. Like Rumdar says he wants to see the Crimson Force Field, and so I had to look. And this is why I'm shouting that up. I had to look that up when we were watching it, and it's a reference to Enterprise. Um, huh? I think it's connection to Enterprise. I don't remember. No, oh, it's a uh, connection to. It um, sounds like that. I mean, Trekcore is saying that it's, it's a TNG. weapon. No, yeah, it's it's not a weapon. In TNG, they they create like a LaForge creates like a light show with the some, right, yeah, some parts of the ship. Anyway, stuff like that that like maybe is a side thing that this show picks up on. Like they, you know, they they have all the writers are sitting there with writers assistants going back and watching every Packled thing ever. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And writing it all down and making jokes about it, and so sometimes they're hard to remember. And Trekcore usually finds them. So, 
if you miss one or two or don't know what what they're talking about like i i missed a couple for sure um they're on there in the bottom of their episode recaps so you don't need to read the recap you just go to the end document i'm gonna go to this website more now because (laughs) they have a lot of good stuff here yeah yeah they really do so free shout out to, to them um well speaking of 55 years at the beginning of this podcast uh star trek day was a celebration of 55 years of star trek that that happened that was a real thing that occurred and a lot of celebrities showed up to uh talk star trek even though it wasn't like a star trek las vegas kind of deal yeah they did they did have a lot to promote i guess yeah, I was going to say it was a organized thing, clearly, to promote the various Star Trek universe things. Uh, they did show a, like, they called it a mid-season trailer for Lower Decks, but I don't, look, there's nothing to see there. We just watched the Lower Decks, people. Just, that's all you need to do. Just keep doing that. Yeah, you know, don't watch Lower Decks trailers. Wait for the jokes to be in the show. Yeah, that's what I mean. Don't watch the trailer. Just go watch the show. There's no need to see a trailer for it. They're going to make more episodes. Just watch them. That's, yeah, they're already recording. Already uh, they're recording season three. They said already. Awesome voice Great. voice awesome. actors are already working on season three. It this that show deserves to be renewed for fifty more seasons, as far as I'm concerned. So at this Great. pace, I would think it could last a good seven seasons for sure. Because if yeah. it's only ten episodes each year, and one big story thing happens each year. Like Boimler went to the Titan at the end of the first season, right? So something right. big will happen at the end of this season for the characters to shift them a little bit. And, but they can't shift too much because they're still going to be calling it lower decks. So it's not like these guys are going to be promoted to the bridge. And the show is good because they're not on the bridge, right? Like they've done a good job of making it about the other stuff that happens in Starfleet. And that's, and they have the a good bridge works. crew. You don't want to, you want to delete a good bridge crew. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing to really say about that. Uh, so we won't, but they did show a trailer for a new show coming out called Star Trek prodigy. Yeah. That's the Janeway show. Yes. Uh, and well, here supposedly is... it's a Janeway and a lot of aliens. Yes. Okay. So you, oh, you're linking the tr- the thing. Okay, so we'll watch the trailers now. We may or may not cut out watching the trailers, but we'll watch and react to the trailers here, I think. Yes. Okay. I'm clicking play. There's like... Whoa, that's loud. Are you, are you watching it as yep. well? I'm watching. I wish I could start a video with volume down. The more important I know. Question, Thanks, YouTube. How do we get yeah. it out? Okay, so we got a bunch of aliens to see the stars. that I've never seen before. And yes. a squid-looking guy. And they said there's a ship. Here's animated Janeway. So it's not actually Janeway. It's some sort of hologram. Okay. Seems to be. Is this a Voyager? It looks like a Voyager. Okay. Look, maybe it's small. I can't tell how big that ship is. Yeah, it's hard to tell. The bridge looks huge. It appears we are fighting now. No one shall escape. 
This doesn't look like a kid's show. Get me my ship. And you know, in the vein of Avatar The Last Bender, may Airbender maybe. I say that and I say that and then they talk about a pew pew button. Yeah. I've seen my share of wayward crews, and I can tell you this. You've got potential. Okay, she's definitely some sort of hologram. Yeah, yeah, 100%. October. Well, I'd watch, I, I will watch that to try it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm still you, on the fence. I'll try it for know. you, okay? Okay. Because I'm I, interested in, in, I can't, I don't think I can show the kids lower decks. They're not going to be interested in that. No, this, no, no. This in a year or two might be age appropriate, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the yeah, maybe in a year or two for sure. It's a it it's trying to do the young teen. It definitely seems like an almost teen show. It it looks like a kid like ten year olds watching shows about teen. Like, you know? Like right, when we were right. kids and we watched Static Shock. Yeah. I I don't or, know about that exact example, or, but yes, I or the idea Batman is Batman Beyond or Right, you know, like oh, I'm gonna watch a cartoon about a kid that's older than me doing stuff. Um, right, the protagonists are teens of a slightly older than the age of the person in theory watching this. Yeah, but it does look like it's got some uh, fair amount of what my younger one would call it's scary because going on with some bad guys and a bunch of and uh, explosions large explosions and, and machines and things like that. So we'll yeah. see what age group that's for. But it, it doesn't look. Initially, it when I saw the character poster for this, I was like, uh-oh. But that looks pretty good. Yeah, I, it doesn't look terrible. I don't know what to say about it, because, again, the, this trailer's a minute and a half or whatever. It basically yeah. shows nothing. Well, it shows you that it's not a star. It's not going to be about Starfleet entirely. I want to know what the name right. of the ship I, is. I mean, it, it basically doesn't look like it's going to be about Starfleet at all, if this is the crew that we're talking about here. Yeah, um, I mean, Janeway's clearly a hologram seems that way anyway yeah also appears to be the only human we've seen in this so maybe like this is just some yeah so corner of the galaxy was that like some sort of mining colony they were escaping i couldn't quite tell seemed to be maybe okay hard hard to say exactly but yeah it looked like some kind of prison slash mining colony slash place where you do (laughs) she is she is Captain Janeway, an emergency training hologram. Okay. Perfect. What? Okay. Yeah. Maybe the name of the ship is Prodigy. That would be that would be good. That would make sense. I would hope that that's true because Prodigy is a weird name for a show if it's not. Yeah. I can see a number. NCC seven six eight eight four. Oh, NX. It's an NX. It's not an NCC. Uh, okay, so that means it's like closer to the Enterprise E, right? Mm, no. E? And NX would be um, a first of a model. Okay. Hmm. Right. So, yeah, like the Defiance. Original designation is an NX number, and then it becomes an NCC when it becomes the Sao Paulo. Right. So okay. this is this is the first. Maybe model. this was a prototype 
prodigy class or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. NX76884. That's all I got for you so far. Probably okay. named the prodigy. Would be my guess. You can guess. say. We'll cool. find out. All right. Uh, in October when October. this comes out. Yeah. The, so now we know what spans the gap because I was very curious what was going to span the gap between Lower Decks ending and Picard showing up in February. Well, uh, Andrew, let me show you what else is spanning the gap. We've got Star Trek Discovery Season 4. No. Already? Go ahead. Go ahead and watch this trailer. Okay. I would love to turn this down before it starts. I apologize. Oh, it is down now. Good. None of us are. Okay. I hate that when they do. Can we pause for a second? I'm at six seconds. I'm going to pause. Okay. I hate that. Don't do that. Don't stop doing this. I hate the trailers do this. Don't put every single one of these trailers does this. Four seconds. I don't think Prodigy did it, but it did. Okay. Don't put four. Then I hate that too. Don't put four seconds of what I'm going to watch anyway before the thing. Yep. All of us do this. I don't know why this became a thing. Some marketing person somewhere said said that this was a good idea, and it's not. Don't do it. I'm already interested. I'm clicking on the trailer anyway. It's a YouTube algorithm thing, I bet. Ugh. Okay, I'm clicking play at six seconds. We're all living in uncertainty. Even for a crew. Uh, That screen said coming 2021, by the way. Okay. Stress is taking its toll. The stress is taking its toll. But we are just walking slowly in some sort of new spacesuit. None of us are. Mass Effect armor. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Five light years across. What's five? That's the size of the gravitational anomaly. Oh, the the universe is going to end again. Good. Oh, look at these. Oh, they changed the uniforms, JJ. Yes, Andrew. I would, they, that was what we were going to talk about here in a second. They changed the uniforms because we said they looked like dog. Non-federation. This anomaly threatens us equally. Why? Why? We'll figure it out together. Indeed, we are more than us. Discovery always have to save the universe. Yes, apparently. You are in charge. She has faith in me. I don't. In face of the unknown, wasn't oh, always the unknown in Star Trek. Oh, cool! Different uh, Kelpians. Yeah, remember that? Grudge is back. Together. Okay. So this says new season coming twenty twenty one. So it's going to be after la- Prodigy then. They clarify that it comes in November. Uh, it, it's not oh, in the. So it'll overlap Prodigy. Part of the uh, Star Trek Day panel discussions said mm-hmm. November. Okay. Um, there is your bridge to, to later. Yeah, yeah. Who, buddy? I am. I can only take so much between this I'm and Picard you, of every single show being about the end of the universe. I'm with you, man. I know Strange New Worlds is not that. I at least so it's been billed. Uh. Sadly, they don't clarify anything about Strange New Worlds here. There was a trailer for Strange just, New Worlds. Interesting. They just finished filming it, so they should have something. Oh, there's uh, a, there's a trailer. Look at his hair. He did his hair different. Here's a trailer. Uh, before you hit play on this, though, um, okay. just know they don't talk about the show at all. Literally, this whole trailer is like, here is the cast. Oh. That's all this trailer does. Okay. Meet but we didn't know the cast before, and now we do. So that's okay. something. So we're going to meet some cast here for Strange New Worlds. I, do we have anything to say about Discovery before I click 
play on this other than like I mean, oh boy l- unless you want to talk about the uniforms i have nothing else to say about that trailer look they the uniforms the gray ones especially at the end of last season i'm going to use uh i'm going to stop bad. the word they're dog s dog they're bad s these look similar but that they've been retailored and recolored to exactly what we'd said they should be right the thing we'd said was that the colors were wrong and they should invert them and they did all the colors were wrong all the colors were dull and they should have had the uniforms be the classic ones but oh man and so we said all that at the end of last season and it magically appeared gee who could say why we thought that who could say that when anyone saw it on the screen, everyone's reaction was, these are crud. No, it's... Yeah. You had to have known as an actor putting that on. You Like, I, really... Like, Shaniqua... Shaniqua should have walked into... Shaniqua should have walked into the trailers after that and been like, I'm not wearing this again next season. Change it. This is, maybe they did. <laughs> you can hope, right? Like, maybe yeah. that was what the, the actors collectively went on a strike. It was they like, were look, terrible. fix the day. They were so colors. terrible. All right. Uh, so who knows, man? I don't know. There, that teaser is like really short. I'm. Yeah. Well, and she's Mass Discovery Effect walking is, in half of it. So who knows? Yeah. Discovery is like a. Mm, I'm. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I'm on a, anyway. I'm on a fence about Discovery. We'll see. I'm, All right. Let's click there. play on this cast. Clicking play now. Cast of right. Star Trek. The Enterprise crew is I back. Oh, no. How long is this? Oh, it's, uh, it's only okay. like two minutes. He looks uh, different in that shot than he did. Okay, so Ethan Peck, Anson Mount, Spock, uh, Pike. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we pausing? What? I'm pausing at 26 seconds because Rebecca Romaine's character number one has a name. Yeah. It's actually it's, Una. That was not the, that wasn't a joke, man. When I thought it, it was a I thought it was a joke at the end cuz Una means one. Right, that was the whole idea is that her name they called her number 1 because her name means one. That's so crazy. Okay. But that's actually her name. Well, never mind. Una Chun right? She has a last name too, which means she's not an android, I guess. Chin Riley, yeah. I'm hit, I'm, I'm hitting play. Oh, she's the. Whoa. Okay, got it. She's from the original series. Wait, you didn't recognize that part either. I knew that already. She, she I didn't recognize it at all because that was pulled out of the pilot. That's pilot stuff that was pulled out of right, the main right. series. It was not in the main series. Who's this person? It's Ahura. Oh. Cool, you're you're ahead of me by two seconds. Ahura. Oh, Nurse Chapel. Wonderful. Oh, cool. And Doctor Mbenga. Doctor yeah. Mbenga's back too. And Orion. My name is Christina Chong, and I play Laani Min Singh. I am super excited to become a part of this amazing. Say, whoa, whoa, Singh. Yeah, Nunyan Singh. Yep. Whoa. So you know. Uh huh. Yeah, that that means some stuff. Nunyan's mom, maybe. No, can't be. 
poked you then wife on a high wire who knows man okay i'm into this uh, i'm into this the, la- the last one here uh erica ortega yeah i'm i'm, I'm okay i've completed this i like this mm-hmm. the character names alone get me excited yeah and they show a little logo here at the end which i think is good yeah uh the Strange yeah, New Worlds I'm, logo looks like the original series logo. That's good. Yeah. I'm okay. tentatively excited for this. Yeah, this looks good. This looks like they put some thought into character names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be, I, I'm very curious how we're going to have a Noonan sing. I mean, I'm sure it was just a name at some point, you know, before the. Yeah, the but one ha- guy I mean, they've got to be related androids. somehow. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, curious. The timeline's very weird, and one of those guys lived a super long time, so it's hard to know. Uh, oh. That would be his, like, great-granddaughter, then, or something like that. It could be, potentially. Right, because they, he would have been shot into space before Space Seed happened by a hundred-something years. Yeah. Onto the on the Botany Bay. So that's gotta be like his granddaughter. Who will then have to be removed from the ship before Botany Bay happens. Well, but remember this is Pike, so it would have to be before that anyway, right? Because Botany Bay is under Kirk. I know, I know. But it means that like some of these characters don't make it past Pike's tenure. <laughs> yeah, you know, Pike leaves and they go with him or something, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, Pike leaves, quote unquote. Yeah, who knows what happens to Pike? I don't know. I mean, Pike knows what happens Spoilers, to Pike. Spoilers, Andrew. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I shouldn't say. You should Spoilers watch this. for like a 70 or 45 year, 53 year old. Hell, hell, you thing. can watch just Discovery and know what happens to Pike. That's true. That's true. They go back and talk about it. I did forget that that happened in Discovery. Uh, and now Pike knows what happens to Pike. Oh, he held, right. He oh, held wow. a crystal. Wow, 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 wow. I forgot that it was so silly. Eh, I know it kind of adds to his character a little bit. It was a good episode. I'm not mad about it. I just, I had forgotten. And because, of course, they're making a season two of Picard. Also, by the way, they announced that they're making a season three of Picard. Yeah, well, I mean, you might as well while he's still kicking. Yep. Uh, Here's the trailer. (laughs) Uh, We'll watch this, and then we can talk about it if you want. Okay. Season two, Star Trek Day trailer, Star Trek Picard. Here we go, play. Ugh. February 2022. Oh, we're back. Back on the ground. Some sort of flower. Okay. Do you recall what I said, Jean-Luc? Yep. When last we parted. We already knew Q was here. The trial never ends Q. I am the trial never ends <laughs> he snapped it before he could say a bad word mm-hmm. something moved us can't swear a trailer you know yeah. Q went back in time and turned our world into a totalitarian nightmare why did Q turn it this means time has been broken I don't know no how can it be broken there's time accords you can't do that Oh, she has a Romulan kid now. Okay. Future is to go back and repair the past. 
Time travel. Okay. Oh, hey. That's a Borg. Does this person look familiar at all? That looks like a Borg to me. It looks like the Borg Queen to me. Which, which Borg Queen, though? From the movie. Not the one that blows up in the Delta Quadrant. No. The one from First Contact. Whoa, why are we driving police cars now? They had to go back to the past. Were you not watching the trailer? Uh, that far to the past? Apparently. Man, they ran out of budget for running around Los Angeles in 2021. Is our friend uh, going to get assimilated? Where are you taking us? Home. Oh, okay. Well, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was kind of my reaction to seeing that trailer. It was like, oh, this is, huh, okay. It's like, you see the, like, oh, they've turned it into a fascist future and whatever. Star Trek has done that before. That's not, like, something brand new ever. Yeah. And then they're like, but also we have to go back to the past. And you're like, oh, hmm. This is the Kurtzman thing again with timelines versus alternate realities that we got into during that movie. Look, man, no one in Star Trek knows how timelines work. Don't worry about it or try to follow it too close or you're going to feel bad because they're going to do some dumb stuff in this show. I can already tell. At one point, they say we have three days to save the future. You have infinite days trailer. to save the future if you're allowed to go. No, back you to don't. The you past. only have three, Andrew. You only got three. Only Someone got needs to so sit these people down and make them watch <laughs> Star Trek and understand how their own timeline system works. It's been well established for many years. Three days. Three days to go back. Yeah, anyway, so who knows? Uh, I don't know. I I'm glad John Delancey still gets work. I don't know. <laughs> don't know what else to say about this. I very. I'd be very happy to see Q uh, show yeah. up. Yeah. But I. It's, he, had, he had a cool Q, look in this. Q versus the Borg. Uh, Q because of the Borg. Q trying to use the Borg. I don't. I mean, it looks like Q did some stuff. Yeah. And they're going to use the implication in the trailer, which again is also potentially misleading because trailers are often misleading. It looks like they're going to use the Borg to somehow go back in time to undo whatever it is Q did somehow, which doesn't make a lot of sense because that's not how you undo things that Qs do. But I'm just curious okay. why they're still using the Borg again after all this from the last season. Like... It's got to tie back into the cube and to a whole bunch of stuff. But, like, if they undo the Romulan thing, I'm going to be, like, done with Picard for sure. Also, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see Whoopi Goldberg in there. Correct. She's uh, supposed to be in there somewhere. My guess is she gets, like, a cameo role uh, at sure, some level sure. and is not a main cast member. Okay, in order of excitement for that, Strange New Worlds, Prodigy, Discovery, Picard, and that should tell you something. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I think I'm with you, but I'm going to put Picard ahead of Discovery. I think those are interchangeable for me. Yeah. The other ones are probably there. And mm, I don't know. I'm not super high on Prodigy either, but also I'm not against it. I think I have an interest level that you wouldn't do to a family situation. Totally. And that's like not everything has to be for me. And I'm not that. I mean, and people, people often forget that. And so like... Even though I'm staring at this Picard and uh, Discovery thing and being like, oh, I don't know about this, uh, people shouldn't take that to be, like, negative overall. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. It's made for you then. You know? Picard's not going to be made for everybody. Prodigy's not going to be made for everybody. Strange New Worlds is definitely not going to be made for everybody. If you're into, like, super into disco, you might not love Strange New Worlds. And, like, to be clear, right, like, Discovery seems to have a large audience. The same does. with Picard seemed to have a large audience. So, you know, some some number of those... Oh, excuse me. Whoa. <laughs> some number of people must have liked those shows or else they would have just stopped watching. Yeah. And, you know, we watched them somewhat out of obligation due to this podcast but not like oh no, i think we that it would have stopped been, because yeah. if it was terrible we could have just turned i off. think it would have been very easy to be like uh we don't watch just you know like, like i'm not it, like we could yeah it, like we could have stopped in the middle of season three of discovery and i wouldn't have shed too many tears <laughs> i liked it enough to finish it yeah exactly and so we got there right and picard you know again we were curious because you know making a show with picard again I mean, up until the be last like? minute there, it was holding together. Yeah, was But it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't completely awful until the very end, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they maybe they did better in all this back in time and forward in time and fascist future or it's whatever. It's very so possible it's that a better. trailer does not communicate what they're doing. As even the original trailers for the first season of Picard did not, right? So, right. yep. Who knows? Uh, I mean, I, it, you would hope. I think I'm willing to give everything on here a shot, and we will see how much of them I'm willing to stick with. Yeah. I wonder who the creative team behind Prodigy is. Because you're right, it does kind of give off a little bit of the Airbender vibe. It gives off Airbender vibes to me. And, and like, I, as a person who never really watched a lot of Airbender, I can only say vibes because I've it's extremely popular now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't know a lot about that show because I never really watched it. They so. are the creators of Ninjago, Troll okay. Hunters, okay. Hotel Transylvania, The Lego Movie, and The Crudes, A New Age. The original Lego Movie? 2014. All right. Well, that movie is great. So feels like this is in good hands then. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could watch that. Yeah, like I said, I will give it a shot, I think. Uh, and we'll see if I stick with it based on the tone and stuff. If it's, like, not again, you know, not being for me, and that's okay. Yeah. But I do want to see it because I want to know what it's about, and that's all. If I don't need to stick with it week in and week out. You know, Nickelodeon has a pretty good track record when they tried stuff like this, so. Yeah, I'm... I am curious, right? And is it going to be streaming only, or is it going to show on, like, TV TV? I think it's Nickelodeon and Paramount+. Plus. Okay, interesting. Uh, but it's... is I don't know how they are going to 
timing wise release them. You so know. I learned uh, in the course of watching Lower Decks the last couple of weeks that show airs on TV TV in Canada. Apparently, which Canada Lower Decks Lower Decks airs on TV in Canada, huh? But not in the U.S. In the U.S., it's streaming only. Huh. So, oh, I don't know oh, oh, here we go. What that's about? I should have read Wikipedia. Uh, okay. Premieres October 28th on Paramount Plus, then airs on Nickelodeon, then airs on, you know, like it's alternating. So the Paramount Plus gets it first and then it goes to Nickelodeon. Interesting. And then Paramount Plus gets the second season first and then it goes to Nickelodeon. Anyway, uh, a crew of young aliens in the Delta Quadrant find a Starfleet NX ship, the USS Protostar. Oh, okay. They're trying to make it to the Alpha Quadrant for whatever reason. I don't know why a bunch of Delta Quadrant aliens would want to go to the Alpha Quadrant. Probably because the training hologram tells them. Yeah, true. Hey, hey, you know what? Maybe that'll be good. I don't know. That's the plot of Voyager, basically. And Voyager was an (laughs) alright show, so can't be too mad. It's funny that she's on a ship in the Delta Quadrant getting another crew back to the Alpha Quadrant. 10,000% they did that on purpose, right? 100%, yeah. Oh, here we go. Some cast is in here. Do you know who any of the cast are? No, I know nothing. Okay. Uh, Jason Manzoukas? Okay, I know that name. D. Bradley Baker? I don't know that name. Really? You... you... I'm sure you're going to tell me here who it is, and I just... But I don't know. I mean, sorry. He was in a lot of the Avatar stuff. Um, he did one of the, I think he did the temple voice for Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, okay. Uh, he's really famous for doing, um, uh, he's really, really famous, sorry, for doing Captain Rex and a bunch of the clones in the Clone Wars troop shows. Ah, other shows that I never saw. Yeah. I guess that would make sense that you wouldn't know. Uh, he does voice for Overwatch too. I don't know who he does in Overwatch, but. It's a lot of people in Overwatch. Yeah, so. there's a bunch. I can't say that you would know off the top of your head. But yeah, I guess uh, since you haven't watched Clone Wars, you wouldn't know the Bradley Baker's voice. Um, I did watch Legend of the Hidden Temple, though. So I, I mean, th- that thing's so modulated. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound uh, like Kate Mulgrew plays Catherine Janeway. Shocker. <laughs> I'm trying to find anybody else that I would know. I, d- I don't recognize any of the other names off the top. Oh, yeah, I-, I recognize this guy's face, though. James Raymond Simpson, who was in a bunch of light television stuff. He's like a character actor. Okay. Uh, yeah. I got really excited because I saw the last name Campbell here, and I thought it was Bruce Campbell, but it's not. Oh, my God, Andrew. You're literally talking to, like, my heart's desire. I know. His name Put is Bruce Campbell in everything. I want it. <laughs> Billy Campbell. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I'm glad I c- clicked this guy's name. Um, because I didn't remember that's who it was. That's so funny. Billy Campbell's the guy that plays the Rocketeer. Oh, hey, wow. Okay, so he's in this uh, as a character. But he's, I, I didn't know this about him. 
Um, he lost the job of William Riker. No. To, in auditions or something? Yeah, in auditions to uh, Jonathan Frakes. Wow. He was what the a first different show that would have been. Uh, he was the first choice of producers to play the role of William Riker, but lost the role to Jonathan Frakes. He was the show's. Uh, he was in the show's second season, in Outrageous Okana. Oh, oh, he's that guy. He's reprising yeah, okay. his role as Okana. As Okana, yeah. Wow, that is cool. Okay, man, I have not seen his name in a long time. Billy Campbell. I totally forgot that's who that was. Totally crazy. He looks like Dash Rendar. It's really funny. <laughs> kind of right. Well, that was a fun trip down memory lane. Very cool. I'm glad. Possible uh, that uh, Robert Beltran shows up as Chicote, maybe. It, you know, I don't what, know how, maybe it would. But, maybe it would be a uh, one of those. Uh, what do you call them? Like a holodeck program or something. Yeah. I could believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. Cool. Like I said, you know, what a, I, I what a bunch of weird connections. Anyway, Star Trek. That was fun. Yep. Yep. And, and I think it is cool that we're, you know, Strange New Worlds looks fun. It's hard to know because they really haven't shown any, like, footage from the show. They've just shown the characters and kind of, like, you know, stills and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the idea seems like the thing that you and I were asking for. So yeah, fingers crossed. And, you know, maybe this prodigy thing will turn out cool. Who knows? And, you know, maybe they'll turn it around with discovery and Picard season two. Who, who can say until then, uh, podcast, we were gamers.com stuff. We missed stuff that you love. That's, uh, in lower decks that we didn't talk about. All, all that stuff can go there. Yeah. And we're going to keep watching Lower Decks. Maybe we'll talk about it on the next Subspace Transmission. Yeah, there'll be four more episodes to talk about by then. <laughs>